Welcome to the Dumb Weebs Podcast. I am the Lord GGZ, and with me today I have my fellow weebs. First up, we have Allison. Yay, I'm finally back on the own show I do. Yes, indeed. It's been a while. Three weeks. More months. I what is time? And most of that's my fault. Oh, I thought it was my fault. I mean, I needed to finish the show that we're talking about today, and I kept procrastinating. But you know who didn't procrastinate? Laser Kid. I normally do, but on this one I didn't. Who knew? Really liked the show too. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's a good show, which uh, makes me wonder why it, it took so long to get through it. I think it's stuck in watching anime now. I think you just got it. Yeah, game. probably. Uh, you've also been a busy boy. Yeah, I, I, I've been a little bit of a busy boy. You didn't have your job for like three weeks, man. I mean, it's only been two weeks, or well, I guess this is the start of the third week, but yeah. You quit your job in like the beginning of April, and it's like April 21st now. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, I'll, I'll go into the corner. Aww. But yeah, today we are talking about Decadence. Hooray. For those who are not familiar with the show, it came out in the summer 2020 anime season. And uh, some notable things about it is that it was directed by... Yuzuru Tachikawa, who is most notable for directing the Mob Psycho 100 TV anime, which a lot of people enjoy. And it was written by Hiroshi Seko, who also was the uh, series composition writer on Mob and a bunch of other different anime series like Banana Fish and Dora Hidoro. And in terms of like other work, they also wrote the Attack on Titan Lost Girls novel. So yeah, pretty good pedigree there. And on the studio front, it was done by Studio Nut. The best studio name. Don't you all agree? I mean, it's pretty yes. nutty around Great name. I like the name of that. They, they definitely uh, are nuts, I guess. I, I can make a different joke there, but I, I won't. They're pretty nutty getting the, the old people that did the Mob Psycho 100 anime to do something that's not fucking based off any mangoes or light novels. Yeah, that was one thing that kind of surprised me about this series is like, initially I saw that, okay, it's Studio Nut. I, I like Tanya, the evil well enough. The animation wasn't great at times, but you know, it was it was good. It, it didn't look bad visually. Um, then I saw, like, yeah, okay, Yuzu Tachikawa's on this. So, maybe it'll be a bit more crazy. And uh, the animation sure was crazy. Beautiful. I loved it. Yes. Absolutely. There was a lot of interesting CGI. Yeah, there is. Like, Nut uses a fair bit of CGI, um, I'm not sure if it's in-house or outsourced. I have not bothered to look that up. Uh, but it doesn't look great, but it doesn't look terrible. 
And I think in this type of show, it doesn't bother me too much because a lot of the CG is just on the monsters. So, like, it, it works out. It's it's okay. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, but to give, like, a uh, pretty basic uh, premise explanation of Decadence, the first episode is a bit of a misdirect. It claims that, like, um... The world is, like, hurtled towards extinction because of these creatures known as the Gattle, um, that have caused the destruction of 90% of humanity, but then the whole twist is in the second episode is that that's kinda not completely true. Uh, it turns out that the humans screwed themselves over by polluting the Earth to lethal levels. Hooray! Yep, that makes sense. That sounds like something humans would do. And large corporations developed cyborgs to carry out human functions, and eventually those cyborgs outnumbered the uh, rapidly declining number of humans, and it got to the point that one corporation was able to buy the rights to the entirety of humanity. Hooray! And guess what they decided to do with that? They created a giant dome around the Eurasian continent... And made a big, like, essentially a video game out of it. It's, it's a basically a video game for cyborgs to go in as human avatars and fight these creatures known as the Gattle, um, for leaderboards and rankings. It's like a Genshin Impact Fortnite game, I guess. It's very cute and I like it a lot. I mean, like, the actual designs of the cyborgs are very cute, but what do you think about it? It's really effed up that, like, they basically made, like, a, a games-as-a-service game as this thing where, like, the... the Okay, so the cyborgs aren't gonna die if their human avatars die, but the humans will still die, so it's like... You're using real-life humans as your NPCs, which is kind of effed up. Yeah... That's, uh, that's something. Yeah, um, but it goes about an interesting premise by doing that, I guess, because our main two leads are Natsume, a uh, teenage tanker girl, and the tankers are essentially the humans, um, who doesn't have, like, her right arm due to a gattle attack when she was a child, so she now has, like, a mechanical arm, but she wants to... Fight the Gattle as a warrior by joining the Power, which is the opposition group. But she is initially not assigned to being a part of the Power, and she encounters Kaburagi, who on the surface seems like a veteran decadence armor repairer, but it turns out that he is a cyborg using a human avatar um, who eliminates bugs in the decadence system. And it turns out that Natsume is a bug because her chip temporarily deactivated when she was a kid and attacked by a gattle. And now she's no longer in the decadent system. Yeah, I love that early scene with her dad. Just seeing him like trying to get her out of there and her almost dying. And it really sets up a lot of stuff for later on. But at the moment of it, you're just like, what? Yeah, and, like, you definitely feel for Natsume. She really wants to, like, make herself stronger in a way, or at least what she feels will make her stronger. And, like, that for her, that's fighting the Gattle. 
and like seeing her like push herself like past her limits like it, it's a very common thing they talk a lot about pushing past your limits in the show um and not somebody that kind of does just that she's really trying to push past what people think are her limits and prove that she is much more than that which is pretty like inspiring and you can definitely see that has an effect even on Kaburagi you at the beginning of the series is kind of just burnt out he's like thinking of just like trying to sort of kill himself by not refueling <laughs> which is kind of gruesome to think about and like seeing Natsume really like reinvigorates Kaburagi's like passion to keep on going which is really cool yeah and there's just also, like, a lot of, like, really other awesome, like, characters in the show. Like, I really love Koronai, like, the uh, leader female tanker um, in the uh, the power. Like, she's a total badass. Oh, yeah. she And, and we get her as sort of a uh, idol of, of someone who you should look up to. And she's badass and she's awesome. And it's really cool to watch that evolve over the show. Because she starts off as just this unreachable, amazing person. But then when we actually meet her, she lo- she's actually really approachable and really nice. And like, hey, you actually did really good. But I guess I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. Yeah, no, but I think that's an important thing to talk about, too. I mean, I really do like that they kind of close that gap by around halfway point of the series, honestly. Which kind of surprised me that it felt like the show went by that fast in a way, because like a lot of the early stuff was like, okay, uh, we're gonna like train Kaburagi to show Natsume the ropes and how to like be a warrior, but then like they kind of get into the like the deep of it pretty quickly, and I really do like when Kurnai gets like a lot more focus later on, and like you definitely see her interactions with uh, Natsume having like a deep effect on both of them, and like you kind of get a lot more attachment to these characters because of those interactions too, which is really cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, it's interesting. Just like the pacing of the show really surprised me in a way. Cause I believe it was around like episode six where like they're setting up of like, oh, okay, this is going to be the final battle. It's the Gattle guys. And it turns out it's just a large game campaign. Where, like, they're setting it up so that, like, all the players are going to get killed off and all the rankings are going to be reset. It's such a, like, games-as-a-service move that it's kind of hilarious. It is, and it's just like, oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, it reminds me of literally something you'd see in Fortnite. Because, like, Fortnite's been doing all those crazy seasons and all that. Like, it literally feels like something you'd see in that. Oh, yeah, it feels like that. Or honestly, the feel that I got just because of the games that I play, it feel, felt a little bit like Warframe, yeah. to be honest with you. Oh, interesting. I think Warframe would probably be a more apt comparison, too. Well, because it's got the whole action thing. The only thing about Warframe is it's a little, but I want to stress only a little more you know, consumer-friendly, but still, they'll totally hype up an event and be like, oh, hey, we need to do this final push. There was an event I was in where basically they blew up uh, some of the bases that were there, and it's like, oh, if you don't defend them, they'll die, and if and we failed on a couple, and they were gone for years. I was getting all these Warframe flashbacks. Yeah, and it felt like 
very realistic, but they set up this boss to literally not be defeatable. And when it did, it caused, like, an entire glitch in the system. <laughs> and then all the workers are freaking out, going, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? And the whole game basically shut down for a few days. They forgot to program a contingency plan. The service is offline. Please hold. Everyone freaking out. Why is the game offline? Oh, my God. Oh God, this is turning into much more rea- reality than I expected. Yeah, definitely. And I really do love, like, the second, like, half of the show then really becomes, like, about them dismantling the system. Yeah, and and, and to go with that, I loved all of the characters, but Kaburagi is probably the one that I got personally attached to the most because that guy had to go through a whole lot of growth. Because, you know, we get flashbacks of him in the past. He was a amazing gamer he was everybody loved him but you know his friend was trying to do some stuff that maybe he shouldn't do but he wanted to know how to do it and he he basically pushed kabaragi to tell him well and it it worked and then it didn't yeah and i think really kabaragi is the big star of the series in a way especially in the later half where like i feel he gets most of the focus i think you're right i mean natsume is there but because natsume is out of the loop of what's really going on uh you'd really see kaburagi get more of the spotlight yeah i like natsume too and i think she was a lot more fun in the first half because the first half was kind of her story i feel like the second half is more kaburagi's story but they work so well together and they both support each other in each other's story you couldn't really have the story without either one. They, having them both together really was important. Yeah. And I loved how she yeah, wasn't the just token the girl. She was her own character. The only thing I do wish is that she could have, like, maybe fought some more. Like, actual fighting, if that makes any sense. That would have been cool. But I guess, like... Like, it feels like anime outside of magical girl shows. I mean, I definitely really think in general you're absolutely right there, and I get where you're coming from, but in but this that's case, just my opinion. Lots of cool fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Natsume could have maybe benefited from more, like, yeah, fights, but I think, like, what we get with her in, like, the fights that we do see that she takes an active part in, I think, prove how much she's, like, grown and after, like, the halfway point, we see that she's definitely become a more central part of the power. Yeah, it's like, she got to be, like, a part of it, but, like, we didn't see her go into the big-ass virtual robot and kick the final boss's ass. It was well, the cool old guy that did it. In that situation, it was a cyber situation, although she had to help him. He wasn't able to do that alone. They, like they, they really did support each other in the different ways and their own abilities. And they, he was more like a computer program. That's 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 what worked out there. So he's yeah, a he, but true. only because yeah. we say he's a he. Technically, he's genderless. Yeah, but he's like a male avatar. Oh yeah, so yeah, like... you know, he is appropriate. But I'm just saying, it's not like they're, yeah. But I, I get what you're saying, and in a lot of cases, I'd agree. But, um, if I was going to give a, uh, a criticism for her, it is going to be in the second half, her development as a character kind of plateau. She's already had her story arc, and she's just kind of there. Yeah, it's, it's, pl- it's pretty flat at that point. It's still fun to have her around, but she doesn't really grow from there, and that would be my criticism for her. She didn't, like, uh, she could have just, like, died or something, and it would have like, hurt, but, like, it would have made more sense for her to not be around doing much of anything because at that point it was all about the I get what cool you're guy. Oh, yeah. Which I don't oh, really mind. I, I get what it's you're just saying. like 
Like, I'm trying to say, like, if they let her do more shit in the second half, I would probably remember her more. Like, she was alright in the first half, and then, like, in the second half, she kind of, like, did nothing aside from being comedy relief or something. Like, I just wish she could have done more. Like, more than what she did, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I agree with Laser that, like, I feel if I do have a criticism of Natsume, it's that, like, her... Her character doesn't go anywhere from there. Yeah, no, Allison, that, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I, no, I, get, I, what I get what you're saying completely. In the second half, they don't seem to know what they want to do with I'm her. Sorry. And that is a little frustrating because she's such a great character in the first half. In the second half, she's not a bad character, but she's kind of... She's just there. <laughs> they probably could have just, like, fixed it by, like, killing her off in some dramatic fashion. So that way they wouldn't have to worry about what to do with her next. I don't think that would have been the right next. choice for the story. I think if they want to make it better, you give her something else to it do. It probably wouldn't have... Yeah, I guess, like, giving her something else to do could have also worked. But at that point, they were already developing the whole world and, like, the battling mechanics and whatever. Yeah, and, and they There's definitely focused on... Info they definitely focused on Kaburagi in the second half, that and that's okay. Time, so Character, find... you know, focus what just happened. But they just kind of <laughs> dropped her. No, no, I'm not... That wasn't a... That wasn't yeah, a yeah I, I know. Yeah, like, they just... I'm trying to explain how I feel, and the show is really great. It's just like, they made this girl be the main character, and I'm just like, cool, main character, that's a girl. I really don't see that unless I watch Shoujo. And then, like, halfway in, is that, okay, she's done. That uh, is a fair we don't want to kill her off, because that would be bad, so let's just have her in the background while we focus on this guy. And I'm just like, that's, that's all right. The show is still very good. Like, it's better than half of the shit that comes out these days. And probably a really oh, yeah. great no, non-mango like, novel adaptation. But, like, the old shit they don't make anymore, like Bebop or Ghost in the Shell. The only criticism I got is just, like, why... It's just, like, why, why do you build this girl up and have her good character arc and then, like, don't use her after that. Like, why? You could have just, like, sent her off to, like, I don't know, fight in the war or something. That's what she wanted to do. And then focus on old guy. Like, why didn't they do that instead, you know? Like, just have her fight in the war. Like, they don't gotta write stuff for anything. Just, like, assume, oh, hey, she's, like, fighting a bunch of monsters out there. Then focus on really neat, interesting battle mechanics and focusing on cool old man over there. Like, why couldn't they do that or, or something like that? You know, like, big brain energy, you know? Why make this character exist and have a cool character arc and then, like, not do something yeah, after like, that? Yeah, like I said, I think you've got a valid point there. Character arc was just kind of flatlined, but it would be better if she did more, for sure. It's what keeps it from being, like... A really good show from being a great show. It could have been even better for sure. But I still feel like they did. They didn't like throw her down the tubes to. They didn't ruin her. She just didn't grow from there. Would be be all I'd really say there. Yeah. So I, I agree with Laser. I feel like Natsume's character arc really did plateau in the second half. That said, I don't know if like just getting rid of her entirely would have been the best route either. Because I don't. I don't think it would have been effective. Because. 
Yeah, Natsume does take second fiddle to Kaburagi in that portion, but also she still is vital when she's around. Yeah, but like, they, I guess like maybe not killing her off like how they would in like other anime, but like maybe just saying, oh, hey, she went to go fight those crazy ass monsters. That well, she did. <laughs> yeah, but like keep that as like a regular thing that she does throughout the rest of the show and then focus on. Kaburagi doing cool shit, I guess. They they do. Yeah, like, like the, these are things that they absolutely did do. They could have shown more of it, but sure. I think the, I think that's the thing. They could have shown more of it. That that's where I would put that. If I was going to go somewhere different with her, I would actually not go further into that because it's just going to be more of what we got. And obviously, that all all three of us are having different you know levels of reaction to it, but we're all going. It didn't feel right. I think they needed to expose her to the truth a lot earlier in that second half. And yeah. she I think she should have been a part of that struggle a lot sooner. She could have they could they, they have a way to go into the real world. She should have a way to go into their world and maybe have storytelling that way. That would have been really interesting and a way to keep her more quote unquote relevant beyond just, you know, I fight monsters, I got really good at fighting monsters. Now there's this whole world. Having her kind of be a part of this new world would have been a great way to keep going with her. And it is a missed opportunity that they didn't do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I do feel like Natsume's reaction and kind of getting over the truth of the world is a bit abrupt. Because it's just kind of like, okay, next time she sees Kaburagi, she's not like 100% A-OK, but she's definitely calmed down quite a bit. Which, yeah, I mean, realistically, I, it, obviously she understands what Kaburagi was doing, but it's also, I think I agree with Laser. it probably would have been better to put that earlier so that there's more time for maybe not somebody to dwell on it, and also maybe other people uh, among the tankers to dwell on it. Yeah. I think that would have been the best choice for her, because it, it felt, I, I thought they were going to, to be honest with you. I really thought they were going to. I mean, I still like what the second half does, like, kind of going more into the uh, other side of the whole kind of oh, yeah. world with the gears and, like, what exactly goes on there and, like, showing, like, okay, there's, like, these, like, little mini prison correction camps and they're drinking poop. There's a lot of cool shit there that I am very happy they did, for sure. It's just like, yeah, no, she should have been a part of of that. And I think that's all what we're all kind of getting at is is she was kind of left behind. Not completely, thank God, because she is one of the best characters in the show, hands down. Uh, But they they shifted focus a little too hard is what I would say. Like, it wasn't completely. And that, that is good, but it was enough. Yeah, I think the flip side of it all is that by the end, it really does come together where, like, the cyborgs and the humans are definitely working kind of hand-in-hand hand more. Like, yeah, Kaburagi's the one that's taking hold of Decadence for the final battle against, like, that, like, super gaddle, like, bug. But it's a team effort at the end of the day, which I really do like. 
yeah, I think that's that 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 is what I do. That is definitely one of the strengths. And I do like that we got a lot of other characters to really grow, like the administrator character. Oh man, at the end there, he really changed in that last little bit, and I loved every second of that. Oh yeah, definitely. The uh administrator character was really cool. I think his name was Minato. That sounds about right, yeah. I had a feeling the bad dude was gonna be evil. Oh yeah, like... no, there was no hiding that the 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 the, the, the suited jerk face was a bad guy like who didn't know that yeah eugene yeah that was that was like super foreshadowed you can tell by the long nose the long nose means evil yeah all right usopp for the next villain in one piece exactly he's the real leader of the navy yeah the The true celestial dragon yeah the long nose and the deal voice made me think he was gonna be bad guy I could definitely, it's definitely very well telegraphed. I, I can give you that for sure, for sure. Yeah, I do like that they, f- like, basically beat him by, like, episode 10, and then, like, the last two episodes, as they joke, are the post-game. Yes! It's the post-game! Hey, just like me and Dragon Quest Eleven right now. <laughs> yes, uh, so that they really do kind of go in on the whole, like, oh, it's games-as-a-service type thing, which... I found it amusing, and I do like how at the end they still are doing the games as a service, but it's now like more of like a fun like farming party game. It's now Farmville. Farmville, except it kind of looks more fun than Farmville. Considerably, yes. And they have a battle arena. Farmville doesn't have a battle arena. I like battle arenas. So do I. They're fun. I like another of this, but considering the Blu-ray is basically bombed in Japan, probably won't get one unless they crowdfund or something. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a second season, but I'm also satisfied with what we got. I think the ending is kind of a pretty optimistic, um, fairly conclusive ending, I'd say, so. I mean, they even go so far as to bring Kaburagi back, and, the you know, the problem is solved. I don't see it coming back. Hopefully those writers can make my Psycho 100 Season 3 in the future. I feel the ship sailed on that by now. Damn it. It's 2021. When did Season 2 come out? Like, 2019? Alas. Well, how long was the wait for Season 2 from when Season 1 came out? I honestly don't remember at this point. Oh. To Google. Let's see. So, yeah, season one was July 2016, and season two was January 2019. I mean, that's a long wait. Yeah, but the manga's over, and, like, I don't I don't see it happening at this point. Oh. Bones is too busy with MHA. <laughs> but they got, like, four different squads doing anime, so... Like, they got the MHA squad, that's its own squad, they got another squad that does, like, original shit. True... That, that is true. I mean, I think Mob was done by Studio B of Bones, so I'm not sure what they're working on right now, but who knows? We could get it eventually, and I wouldn't be opposed to that, but... Oh, hell no, Hey, I'm also go- happy with original productions, too, so... Um, if Tachikawa wants to go do another one of an original idea of his, I'd be all for it. I'm all for more st- shit like this. This was really fun. Yeah, indeed. Do we have anything else we want to mention? Yeah, I watched it in Japanese. What did you guys watch it in? Oh, I watched it dubbed. Yo, dub bros. Yeah, I like the dub. The dub's good. It was yeah. fun. 
I looked at the voices between the different audios, and I saw, uh, saw Dio, and I saw Tarumi, or the guy who voices K in the subs, and just like, well, I know what audio I'm doing now. Yeah, I think uh, Trina Ishimura did a really good job as Natsume in the dub. I also loved whoever played uh, Jill, um, the female cyborg. Oh, yeah. Cool. That, she did a great, great job, whoever she is. I'm going to go find out. To the void. To the void. It deserves a call out. It's 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 that good. Jill Michaela Krantz. Nice. Yeah, basically just call me whenever Bosch or Freeman's in anything. I'll go running, if that makes any sense. A lot of my friends aren't anime anymore. They're in once in a while, but uh, they're like rare Pokemons. They only we gotta come- find the shiny. They only come back for something like Demon Slayer or whatever is the hype shown in these days. You mean LA dubs? LA dubs and video games, I think. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, if uh, you're looking for a good dub, uh, look no further. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's fun. It's also both on Hulu and Funimation. Mm. So if you don't want to deal with Funimation's player, you have another option. Hooray <laughs> for Hulu. Hooray for that Hulu deal. Yeah, I was watching on Funimation, I'm like, this feels kind of janky, and I don't like uh, when Funimation, when you try to, like, do it as a partial, like, split window, like, it makes the screen super small, instead of, like, adjusting it to your window oh, size. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Funimation website is, I only like Funimation when I'm using my Roku, I hate using a website. I use the app, but this isn't really a big deal if you only watch dubs like Laser and Vlor do, but... The subtitles they use are really tiny and cramped up together, so it's a little hard to read. I've had weird experiences with their subs, because, like, there are ways to, like, edit them, but it's not usually, like, as intuitive as you think. And I don't like on the Roku when you watch subs, like, it's overlaid with a black bar, yeah, which is annoying. Yeah, the Samsung TV app, too, I think. Yeah, I need to try the Samsung app. I usually have been watching it through the Roku. I should try that, too. I have a Samsung TV. Yeah, like, my TV's big enough where, like, the black bar doesn't affect too much. Because, like, the subtitles end up being, like, very much near, like, the bottom of the screen, so it doesn't take up much space. But, like, on a smaller TV, I can't imagine how annoying that would be. Oh, yeah, that would be not fun. Yeah, the subtitles just get really small. And I think they probably don't put a lot of money into making the subs better because a lot of their audiences watches English only. Yeah, I think the sub audience ends up at Crunchyroll, but yeah, that's a whole can of worms. A discussion for another time. It has also come up before. If you want our thoughts, they're out there somewhere. Yes, indeed. But I think that wraps it up for this discussion, so let's get out of here. So, Laser, where can people find you? Well, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can find my tsunami focused articles over on Tsunami Faithful. And you can also find me on the Tsunami Faithful podcast. And you can also sometimes find me on the Demon Slayer podcast, where I am a frequent guest, I'd say. It's a fair way to put it. Frequent fire laser. And Allison, where can people find you? Well, when I'm not here, I'm usually uh, dying in academia hell. But I've been popping up on the MHJ podcast a lot because it's been fun and they usually need people. So 
check me out in my epic mango reading skills on acting. Hero Mango's been great lately. Yeah, I need to uh, catch up with my hero. I've been very far behind. It's getting pretty good. I agree. And when me and Allison agree on a manga, that should tell you something. Le gasp. But yeah, definitely follow both Laser and Allison. They are awesome people. But if you want to follow me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ. I also do various writing, mostly reviews of manga and light novels for all-comic.com and Toonami-related editorials for ToonamiFaithful.com. And then I'm involved with a number of podcasts besides this one. The big honcho of it is the Demon Slayer podcast, which by the time this has come out, we will have been mentioned in the New York Times. Oh, in the big time. Yes. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Slayer Podcast. Our follower account is continuing to grow and our audience is continuing to grow. So go join the masses and listen to us talk about Demon Slayer. But I also do the Oversoul Shaman King podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. And my other new baby, Saturday Night Shoggy, which they podcast about various Shogakukan anime and manga which is on Twitter, at SatNightShoggy. Then I am occasionally on the Toonami Faithful podcast on Twitter, at Toonami Podcast, so you can check out that as well. But as far as the Dumb Weebs podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter, at DumbWeebsPod, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DumbWeebsPod. So you can check out both of those places for any updates about the podcast. And the podcast is on basically everything at this point. Anchor, Spotify, Podbay, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just go look us up, subscribe, and just enjoy our episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Don't get killed by a gadol!